0: you are listening to the golf science lab podcast my name is cordy walker and i'm on a mission to figure out how to improve the way that we learn and get better at golf i've been able to travel all over the world talking to leaders in the industry from instructors to researchers to golfers themselves learning how they're getting better at golf and what that means for you last week i was down in mobile alabama panama city beach florida with Tony Ruggiero. Some call him the Dew sweeper And we had him on a little bit ago. You might remember we talked about what it's actually like to coach on the PGA Tour. Brilliant, brilliant episode. Uh, And I heard from a bunch of folks that it was the first candid look that they've ever seen at what instruction is actually like at that level. His players include guys like Lucas Glover, Tom Lovelady, Sepp Straka, Zach Suka, Robbie Shelton, Bobby Wyatt, and someone that we were talking with today, Michael Johnson. Michael's on the web.com Right now, he's been there for two years. He played at Auburn. He had an incredible career there. He broke the Auburn single-season school record with three tournament wins in the 15-16 season. Great guy, great golfer, uh, and someone that we're hoping to see get into that top 25 on the web this season. And we sat down and had a conversation with him. This conversation is one that I am passionate about figuring out right now. It's about how did he develop skill as a junior? You know, how did he get that talent? How did he get good and reach that elite level? And then what is it going to take to go from where he is right now to where he wants to go on the PGA Tour? Just last week, we released a new type of education experience for us here at the Golf Science Lab. It's a teaching workshop with Tony Ruggiero. So if you're interested to see how he teaches, how he develops junior golfers and gets real results of players getting better performing at the highest level, you can now check it out. We filmed two lessons from start to finish. So you can watch his entire approach. And then we sat down and talked about the strategies and principles that have helped him succeed. It's a really unique experience. It's like you head down for the day to Mobile in his teaching studio and hang out and see what he's doing and then talk about why. Make sure to check this out at golfsciancelab.com slash Tony to get all the details. All right, so you join us in the backyard of Tony's house in Mobile. After a day of teaching, after dinner, glass of wine, we sit down here. We are joined by Michael Johnson, who I mentioned. We have Tony. We have myself and a couple other instructors that uh, are Wayne Flint and Mark Would We were headed to a junior camp down in Panama City Beach after this, but we sat down this evening for this great conversation that honestly is is really, really unique that we get to listen into this. I'm excited to share this. Let's get to it. What's most interesting to me right now is what does it take? Why are some people better than other people? And we we'll just just—I'm curious to hear your perspective. I think this is
1: pretty interesting because
0: we've had a bunch of teachers sit around,
1: but now we got a tour player yep. sitting with us, and he'll have a different perspective on everything that we do. Most of it,
0: for yeah. sure, yeah. and he should. Yeah. yeah. So, what does it take? Uh, how many years have you been on the web? Just two years. Two years. Okay. So, what does it take for you this year to go to the PGA Tour?
2: Well, besides making a lot of putts and hitting a lot of fairways, <laughs> not hitting um, on the toe. I mean, a lot of it is just just the mental stability of the of entire year making good decisions i played a lot of tournaments last year and that i thought that was helping me but in the end it did not help me but um the guys who play really well you know they're real smart about their time and they're just good at golf i mean just trying to get in their own way which is hard to do in a simple way i mean i don't think that's crazy inside what did i say inside
3: you said that you had to drive it better
2: me personally yes I've had some tour players tell me to play the PGA Tour if you can hit a driver, a wedge, and a
0: putter.
3: You can fake the rest of it.
0: You can play on the PGA Tour. I agree with that. So your checklist for this year is going to be hit my driver better. A part of it, one
2: part will be for me personally to take better care of myself. But like the best players in the world, if they have an afternoon tea time, they're going to work out before their
1: tea time. I don't know if I've ever done that. Uh something I need to work on, but I think he's got to do a better job this off season. I mean just being ready to play when the bell goes off next year, and the stuff we're working on stay consistent with it through the off season and get his body more physically able and ready to go. I don't think we did a very good job of that last year, and he's had some back issues, so I think getting him ready to play is a big part of it, and you know we did a I thought he did a nice job staying with the plan what we're working on and then as you get in the heat of 11 in a row and those types of things i think you let all the surrounding things kind of make you panic and start trying other things and uh, we neither of us probably did a very good job sticking with what we needed to do and so we're here and we're gonna have a good off season and you know
3: nobody can play 11 in a row no
1: nobody nobody and and but it's hard to you know it's hard like to tell them in the middle of it yeah i mean you tell them like it's not going to work but he, he makes a great point. He says, yeah, but I'm one start away because he'd had a couple really good starts. I'm one start away from earning my PGA Tour card, which he's getting married. It's a life-changing event. So,
3: The tour or getting married? Yes. Both. <laughs> and so, yeah, right?
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, s- speaking of getting married, here comes <laughs> Mrs. Sweeper and uh, film before a live studio audience. But, like, so, you know, but it's hard to tell him. To t- I mean, I told him, take a break. But when he says, but, I'm one week away, and then you say, yeah, but if, if you're burned out and you're frustrated and you're not going to make the cut, it doesn't do you any good anyways. Yeah. But it's hard. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean you guys sure. know you've all had great yeah, yeah. players. like no. it, You know, so sometimes I think, so like most of my guys are younger guys, the best thing to do is to let them find it out for themselves. From a player's perspective, what Tony was
2: talking about, it's more of like you just want to get your card and then you can take a week off instead
0: of you should probably take a week off and then get your card. Okay. So you said something in there which I want to push on is that, like, we got away from the plan or we just didn't work our plan. What, what does that mean exactly? Like, what should you have done instead?
1: Well, I think that – I mean, I'll answer first. But,
0: like, sure. I, think, I think that
1: – so when we started working middle of the year before, we had a couple things we worked on, and he played really well. He went from not playing very good at all and not making any money, didn't even wasn't even really set for being in the playoffs to where he had some top fives, and, you know, we had these things that we worked on. And, I mean, everybody – like I learned that from Woody and from Wayne. You have your things that you work on and you don't stray. And we did a really nice job with that through the first part of the year. And then you get in the middle of 11 in a row, and a guy is hitting it off the toe. He's driving it like shit. And he's hitting it all over. Well, it's hard to not give into human nature to start trying to try things, and then you get to me. You get three weeks down the road, and you've tried twelve different things, and you're so far away from the things that you know with him would work. But, but I mean, I think we knew that. We kind of knew that towards the end, and we were like, "Look, we sat down. He was in like this inflatable suit. At the, <laughs> <laughs> it, uh He looked like the marshmallow man. But like it, uh, down at the Web Tour Championship, and he said like. Yeah, you know, we just talked about the off season. Like maybe he's like, maybe I'll play good this week, maybe I won't. But what do we need to do to be better for next year? And we both agreed, like, okay, we're going to stick to what we know works for me, and I got to get back to driving it better. We'll figure that out. And if I do that and I have a good plan, I'm going to be fine next year. I mean, he's one, without question. It's not just because he's one of our he's one of the most talented guys out there. I mean, he almost won a PGA Tour event one of his first starts at Auburn. I mean, so he can play out there. Everybody acknowledges it. We just got to, you know, just stick with our plan.
2: Yeah. I mean, I would say the player probably panics before the teacher. And that it puts the teacher in a tough spot. I mean, as a player, you're asking the teacher to help you play better
1: tomorrow. And it's the golf doesn't work like that, unfortunately. But I think that's the hardest part as a teacher. I mean, you guys know. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I think we all know sometimes when we're on the tee with them at a tour event that nothing we're going to tell them is going to make them have a good week but you can't t- – I mean, you can't t- – I mean, it's hard to tell them that. Like, I mean, we we don't have a shot, you know. I mean, and sometimes it's not their golf swing, it's their frame of mind and things going on at home and this, that, and the other. And But, you know, I mean, I think that's the hard part about what we do.
3: Well, I mean, if you're asking me, I, I think it's a combination of all of it, right? I mean, they've got to be in a good frame of mind. I think the the plan has to be sound, right? Because if, ch- if you're chasing something that – it not isn't gonna work, I mean, I don't care how, how hard you chase it and how hard you try, it doesn't matter. It's still not gonna be any better. And then, it, I mean, I, I've always likened it, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So wh- where do I wanna be five years from now, okay? And what are the, what do I need to do between now and then to get there? What do I need to be able to do better? I mean, if I need to drive it better, I need to drive it better. If I need to putt it better, I need to putt it better. If I need to wedge it better, I need to wedge it better. Now, that doesn't mean that I get to forget the other parts of my game. you just just saying, this, I need to be better in this area. So there needs to be a part of the plan that addresses that. And then I think the player needs to buy into the plan.
4: I think there's certainly got to be, this is probably the hardest part or, that I've seen, is there's got to be some patience with the plan. Nobody wants that. They all want it this week, this this tournament, you know, for sure by the next tournament. There's got to be some patience and some trust in the plan that the plan's going to be good. And if we work the plan long enough, the, the fundamentals are going to get better and everything's going to improve in time. And, and so patience is the hardest thing because everybody wants it right now. I mean, the player for sure wants it right now. The teacher for sure wants it for right sure now. He does. I mean – I mean, the teacher's for sure wanting it because that makes their job easier, doesn't it? You know, so if, if it doesn't work, the teacher's job is harder. And so everybody wants it right now, but everybody has to have some sort of patience and trust in the plan that it will work. I think that's one of the hardest things.
0: So when is it time to be patient and when is it time to change?
2: Um, probably when you least want to be patient is when you should be patient. <laughs> Uh, golf yeah. is golf is backwards. The more you aim right, you probably will miss more left. I mean, it's just backwards. it's a backwards sport. It's the most frustrating,
0: best sport there is. <laughs> what do you mean by change? When is it time to work on changing your swing technique versus being patient with what you're working on right now? I think if you have a good plan. I mean,
1: I think most of the best players in the world all have worked. You look at. It's like four, four or whatever the top five players in the world. They've all worked with the same person for a long period of time. And I think you'll see more of that as more young guys come along. And, and I think that, like, there's an understanding that you're going to have ups and downs. And they have a real good understanding together of what they're working on. And, like, you've said it at least five times tonight and in, in the Dome today, like, golf's hard. And so, no matter how good our plan is, I mean, we're going to have – I mean, shit, we're going to have times we don't play very good or you don't play very good, and there's going to be times I probably don't teach very good. But together we're in it and we have a good plan. And I think, you know, I mean, I, for one, without him knowing it, sometimes he knows it, but, like, these guys know like Like, if I feel like I'm getting to where I'm not lost, but you're stumped or whatever, I'll send videos to Woody or to Wayne or to Brady Riggs or to other people. And then you get the information back, and then so, most of the time – everybody's saying the same thing i've been saying it's like okay we just like in michael's instance i'm using him as an example it was like we just needed to get to the end of the year and hit the reset button and give him a break to get married get some time off and have a week to work where there wasn't a tournament going off i mean like today was the best time we've worked in six months and it was just because there was nothing else going on and he was relaxed yeah no it's like i said in the dome earlier today
2: it's nice to work on stuff inside the dome and not worry about what the ball is doing outside the dome you know you're just trying to work on your footpath or whatever
1: you're trying to get your positions the club better and not worry about what the ball is doing don't you guys i mean that's the hard part of the tour event is that it does matter where, where the ball is going at a to yeah i mean you're 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 cheerleading or helping and doing but you know you I mean you know i get on social media and i watch some of these people and they talk about all these things they do with somebody at a tour event and I, I don't think I've ever really had any success with anybody doing anything. At a, tr- I mean, like try to help them manage whatever they got that week the best they can. Like you know,
3: but you got to watch. You got to watch them play, right? Okay, and because and when you when you watch them play, and and I know you've done it, I know I've done it. Know where you caddy, right? Yeah, I'm and retired now. carry the now. bag. So then now you get to, you <laughs> <laughs> now you get to hear the 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 positive and the negative self talk, right? how they handle certain situations, you know, when, when they get scared. Because we all do. We get scared. and then we, I mean, and then when they're super confident, you know, what's the different mindsets that they go through as a player? And then you got to be able to take that back when they're away from the golf course, away from a tournament, and they're, and they're back and they're practicing. Then you've got to be able to recreate whatever that is to push that button to try to recreate that same feeling so then then they have that aha moment and then they they have it. It's not not for us to have. It's not for the teacher to have. It's for the player to have. But you got to help the teacher find that aha moment for themselves. they got to find
2: it. And I think a a great thing that all the do-sleepers do, you know, (laughs) Mark. The do-sleepers. Mark, Tony, and Wayne. You
1: know, um, well, Mark's and he's head of international. International, yeah, that's receiver. right. But uh, you know, that, like
2: Tony will come to the tournaments with us, and he will take us out to dinner, and we'll have a bottle of wine, whatever, and we'll just be in a good mood. And like, you know, I've never really had too much trouble as a pro golfer having stuff at home be bad. But I mean, I would imagine it's tough to play well uh, if stuff's not going on. Great at home um
1: i think yeah i mean
2: tony just makes it that week or yeah all, all y'all
1: just makes it that week where you're you're in a good mood and well you talked about caddying and, and you know like i know wayne went to the amateur this year and you watch a round of golf like i try to mix my schedule up like to where you know this week i went and i watched practice round and wednesday you know watched a few pro-am holes and flew back but like you know every third time out I'll try to go watch Thursday and Friday play because like, yep. it's like different. the stuff they're doing on Thursday and Friday is different or then you'll get a guy like you know you'll get a guy you know Tom was a good example where like if he you know played really good on Thursday Friday and he'd make the cut and he didn't play very good it's like well, what the heck's different so you, you know I went and watched him play Saturday Sunday and he but like you get to you know you just get to see I don't think you can learn what somebody's doing and help them unless you actually like go watch them do that i mean i just think it's really hard and i think coaching these guys just requires a lot it just requires a lot of time and we're all close to each other and you know i mean it it takes a village (laughs) they're a village
3: no but it is a village i mean look michael and i've never spent any time around each other but i felt like i knew him right because we had a bunch of mutual friends both, I felt like I knew
1: you, too. And you, watch, <laughs> right. I mean, and you watched a bunch of videos well, of him, and you exactly. have, too.
3: But, I mean, it, whether they be amateur golfers like a Jason Krause or a Tony or whatever, so we had – and I would hear your name all the time. We just had never met. Right. So it, it was – it was, you know, you, you always have an expectation, right? I had no idea what to expect, but I had my – and it has lived up to the expectation, which was I awesome.
4: I appreciate that. No, no, it's good. I
3: mean <laughs> – but, you know, I'd heard nothing but nice things, so that's what I expected.
4: Well, I think the one thing we all do is we all care about our players. Oh, for sure. And we care about each other's players. I mean, you know, I get film from Tony, and you and I talk. And all the time. We're all the time teaching stuff together, and I think we care. We hear all the stories, and we care about, right. you know, when a player's injured or when a player's not playing well or when a player's achieving success. I mean, we're, we're dealing with all the emotions up and down. With those players, because we care about them, because we right. we do spend time with them, we eat dinner with them, we you know we have a glass of wine with them, and you know we celebrate weddings, upcoming weddings with them, and watch them grow up and all that stuff. So I think that's you know that's a big deal, and I think that's that's part of what happens. I know that that Tony's got going for sure, and I think we all try to do is we try to we try to have a team with our players that people around them that care uh, about their success and and try to help them through all that and i think that's
1: that's part of the thing that makes it work one of the coolest things that i've been able to do or been part of is so like like i had more fun probably traveling the web this year than the tour because they're grateful to see you. (laughs) you know like nobody goes to the web right so you go to a web event and you offer Park, to go. Parking's out. great. Parking's awesome, <laughs> right? You know, <laughs> hotels are cheaper. <laughs> right. Hotels are yeah. cheaper. Everything's cheaper. And uh, but like you get the guy. Everybody offers to go out. There's less demands on their time. But but like the whole where I would say every time I'd come in town, I would always put Michael in charge of team dinners, and he was very good with this. He learned to find he actually found three different times he found two for one wine specials now like i mean he was in the middle of missing like four cuts in a row but he could find couldn't find a fairway but he could find a wine special and and uh you know he would do that and we would have these team dinners and then you took it to the tour though and it was the same thing and i think that having that community so like one of my students is Lucas Glover. He's obviously older. He's thirty-eight or whatever. But getting him involved with Tom and Michael and those guys to me has been the cool part, and it like makes my job sure exponentially easier. Because welcome to <laughs> welcome to the neighborhood. <laughs> and uh, and uh, but it makes it easier. And I think that uh, I mean, I just think that's just I don't know how I didn't figure it out, but like I just think that's just part of what we do that's a little different and everybody's asked like having Wayne and Woody and those guys and like you know you're just not afraid to ask somebody for help I mean like I don't think it's a weakness that you get stumped with somebody and you ask somebody that's had more experience than you or that cares about your players to give you some advice I don't think that that shows you that you're a bad teacher if you ask somebody else for advice or to take a look, I mean, I, but you know, to me, people are so territorial out there teaching and they're, and they're so afraid yeah, that if super. somebody else gives you an opinion and it's the right thing that it's like, you didn't know anything.
0: Hey, appreciate you tuning in, listening to this episode of the podcast. How cool is it to sit down and listen in on this conversation? So good. If you enjoy this, please subscribe to the podcast. So many ways to do it. Apple Podcasts, we are there. Spotify, Spotify. You listen there. You can find the podcast. We have an Amazon Alexa skill that you can go download, ask it questions, and listen to the latest podcasts. So you can keep track of all this education and this content that we're working on getting to you. And if you are not on the email list, not a Golf Science Lab Insider, make sure to do that so you get all the details first. You don't miss any of these exclusive videos, snippets, things like that. Head over to golfsciencelab.com slash insider. Hop onto that list so that you can consistently improve a little bit every day with some of our unique insights in education. All right, let's get back to it.
1: What I like, too, is the guys, and I don't think people see this side, but like, so like our group of guys, like they pull for each other, you know, and so like MJ knows this, but like, so like at the web tour finals, you know, on the last hole, Lucas knew if he putt it out first, you know, he was gonna be in the last group with Sepp who had a chance to get his card. I mean Lucas was gonna be fine. I mean Lucas' gonna right. And so he makes a point of when the other guy's getting ready to go, I mean he goes and puts out so he can play in the last group with Sepp. And like we're you know, at the end of the day he's like Lucas is like I just wanted to make sure I felt like that'd be good for him. Like like I mean I think that's cool that the, that like they try to help each other and they look right. out for each other. And I mean I you know that's a big deal. I mean, That's it's a big deal because it's a big deal. deal. A big I mean, deal. you know, because you like you've held a lead. Like, man, it's lonely out there when you're, you know, and and having somebody else there to help you sometimes makes a difference.
2: Yeah, Lucas is awesome. I mean, we played a practice round together in columbus and my back was kind of hurting me and i was kind of off to the side just trying to deal with that and he must grumpy. have asked, we we're we we're yeah <laughs> i was a little grumpy but, he was uh, hitting it
1: off the toe that was during the toe days <laughs> yeah uh
2: we played nine holes and lucas must ask me five times if i was okay i'm like dude i'm fine like you worry worried about yourself like you i mean you're in the playoffs too but uh that's just the kind of person lucas is he's uh
0: Very giving, very caring. So one element of what does it take is, um, as Greg would say, is you have to lower the tension so you can have more freedom, right? Um, And this is conjecture here, but by having that atmosphere, we're going to dinner, we cheer for each other, we're on the same team, in a sense, not obviously not really, but... um, that lowers the tension a little bit because you've got, like, you're not on an island, right? Am, am I right in that conjecture? No, you're definitely right. And
2: it, it's almost to another item. Is It's just another week. Like, it's another week I get to eat dinner with Tony. And, you know, this week's not as important as in the, uh, any
4: other week. And it's just a routine. I think helps. it's the same for us as teachers, too. You know, we're not on an island by ourselves. I mean, I know I've got Woody. I know oh, I've got Tony. Sure. I mean, I've got friends – you know Brady and, and Mike and the guys around the country that if I need to bounce something off of we can all do that and we are friends and we rely on each other and I think we're not on the island by ourselves you know trying to figure it all out when it's not going well because every once in a while it doesn't go well you know I mean we, we all want it to but it doesn't always happen and so you know having having your your group or your your core group of friends that are teachers or players or whatever, I think that helps the whole deal.
3: Without
2: question. Golf is hard. <laughs> Golf's That's hard? number six, <laughs> <Yeah>. number six.
0: <laughs> so maybe kind of a last conversation starter here. Looking back on your, how you got good, right? How did you get good?
2: Just the same stuff that me and Tony worked on. Fundamentals and just getting better at what you're good at, I mean, and improving on your stuff you're not good at nothing crazy it's not a scientific a great
1: upbringing right work with hank yeah no hank Hank gave
2: everything i talk about the golf swing is something hank has taught me for sure i mean i i haven't taken from tony long enough to get his sense in my brain if that makes any any sense but um hank's done a great job with me
0: growing me up and I mean did you um, spend time playing all the time were you at the course constantly were you at the range all the time uh, how did, how did you get good just i grew up at
2: a club where i couldn't really hit golf balls on the range so i played a lot and i played in the men's group where i allegedly had a backer where so if i lost money in the men's group i didn't have to pay but if i won money I got to keep the money. so And I think that was huge for me to be competitive. Like, even today, I cannot play a golf round without gambling. And it's not a gambling addiction. It's just, like, I want to win, you know. I'll, I'll play for $5. It's fine with me. I just want to take your $5. So I think being competitive is
0: probably my best um, attribute. I mean, that's a, that's, that's a good way to get good, I think. Well, yeah. I mean, what do you guys hear?
3: Yeah. They worked harder. Yeah,
0: they... they... I mean,
3: whether it was winning, range, winning whether,
4: mattered. Yeah. You know, obviously, winning mattered a lot. When you lose lot to
2: them, I mean, you want to get better. Yeah. You didn't like um, it. No, no. I, and it, it's it's more of like, man, I like I practice more than that kid, but that kid keeps beating me. It's just like, what do I, I just have to practice I more? How to beat him. I just got to d- practice more, do more. I just golf is a never it's a never ending result, I guess. Like you, you cannot perfect the game. There's always something to work on, and I think that's why a lot of people play it. Yeah. So you
0: played a lot.
2: That I played, that played. I definitely definitely played more than I practiced. You can gamble more when you play. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, I, and I think, I mean, a lot of the good players I've seen, and you, Woody, I know you did it at North River. Wayne, you were around a bunch of them when you were, you know, like it seems to me that good players come up where they – in packs of good players where you got a few good players and they play all the time with other good players. You know, I don't see near as many. I know you the Robbie Prater and a bunch of those guys, and you look at the good players that are the same age, the Bobby Wise, the Robbie Sheltons, and those guys, and Tom and so forth. Like, But you don't see as many – you don't see, like, as many – one person individual just became really good. I don't see that as much. The, out of nowhere, it yeah. happens. I know occasionally, right? But it like it seems like you find packs of or groups where you get it's a, a couple kids, good, so, you know, kids and they push each other. And again, I think it's more they play all the time, and then then I think when they get older, they learn to practice the right way. They, you know, part of what we do in camps. I know you sp- spent a bunch of time teaching them how to practice.
4: Well, but low.
3: but it's lonely. The game's lonely. Yes, right. Yeah. They get so, a little
4: older, they get get yeah. to where they can refine everything, but if, and the re- refining of it is what makes them a lot, lot better, but, I mean, going out and playing and playing and playing and learn how to shoot a number, I mean, and beat their buddy or, you know, beat their yeah. friends, whatever, that's, that's how you learn to compete, you know, and I think everybody who gets any good, at some point, learns how to compete and learns how to beat their buddy, you know? I mean...
2: Wayne teaches a guy, John Michael O'Toole, just homemade, just loves to win. Um, you, I mean, you homemade can as you can
4: get, right there. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yep. And
2: uh, he he doesn't care about technique or. I mean, he cares about his technique, but I mean, he he's not worried about like, oh, what is this person gonna think about my swing or whatever. He he knows that there's a easy par five, we'll probably make birdie. So. That's right. So how
0: do you replicate that? How do you create an environment like that?
4: Well, I mean, he's a, he's got a little bit more of a homemade golf swing than everybody else, you know, than the general thing you see on tour. But I've never tried to take that golf swing and make it perfect. I've let him still be his own guy. It's very um, functional. And, and I've sure. tried to just clean it up and shine it up a little bit. And, I mean, he's a heck of a player. I mean, he's won, he's won overseas and... He's won a couple times over there, and you know, who knows what the future will hold. I mean, you know, will he be able to get back over, over from Asia back back to America and get his tour card? Only time will tell. But but again, he, he you know, he's not he's not trying to be perfect. He's trying to be a good player, you know. And I, he he understands, you know, he's trying to get better. No question about that. But he's not trying to make his golf swing look like a picture in a magazine. I mean, he's trying to make his golf swing perform as good as as he can make it perform, and and he's a bulldog. He's out there trying to beat people every single day, and, you know, only time will tell. Like I said, he's a he's a great, great young guy and a great talent, and, you know, we'll see what the future holds. But everybody doesn't have to swing perfect, you know, to be a great player, and he's certainly trying to learn to play from every person he plays, Around, I mean, every everybody he's with, he's trying to learn something from them and trying to become better from them, and uh, he's got a lot of confidence in himself. So, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, he's he's not afraid.
2: I mean, we played Wolf the other day. It was me, him, and uh, Sep Schakke, who's on tour now, and uh, Trey Monax, who's on tour, and you know, we were talking about how much we want to play for a hole and. John Michael didn't bat an eye. I mean he's he's ready to go. I mean he he's not afraid. Not afraid and at at it, yeah. it, it not that I'm in any better position than John Michael or whatever, but he inspires me a little bit for sure, just to be more confident in myself and kinda of play like him.
0: I mean he he's fun to be around and fun to watch really. Right. So I this is a super interesting question. Maybe we'll just go around and we'll end with this, have have each of you answer this, but kind of two questions of what do you want to see happen, and then what worries you the most as golf instructor, as as player? Just just out of curiosity, I think this is an interesting. Well, what
4: I want to see happen, I want to see, I want to see whoever my student is achieve their goals. And you know, if you're talking about players at 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 Michael's caliber and John Michael and those kind of players, you know, you want to see them get to the PGA Tour, you because that's been their been their goal since they were a kid. And uh, I want to see them accomplish their their goals and what what am I afraid is going to happen
0: what worries you
4: what worries me well I think the thing that worries me I go back to the original thing I said is the patience uh the thing that worries me is is when it doesn't happen fast enough it worries me that they'll jump ship and and go chase something else and and I'm not saying that there aren't people out there that know a lot more than I that I know and and maybe can can do a lot better than I can do, but I don't see that jumping ship and, and changing programs. I don't see that working all the time. So I hope players are a little more patient to achieve their goals. And, and the thing I'm always trying to do, being around Woody and Tony and all these guys, is trying to figure out how to make my people better faster so that they don't feel the need to jump jump ship and go somewhere else. So... Yeah, I guess that sums it up. That's I want. I want the best for my player, and I want him to be patient to stay with with me long enough to to try to get to that end goal.
0: Yeah, patience is so hard because for if it's your livelihood, you have to have a financial sure, runway. Sure, sure. You've got to have the mindset to stick with it. Like no, I. Patience under, is hard. I, I get it. If you're living, it's really hard.
4: Yeah, I get it on on both sides of it. Um, I'm not saying that makes it easy. I, I totally understand it, and I totally know that that's what, you know, they're after the best for themselves, in which they should be. So, some you know, you hear guys all the time getting interviewed on tour. What are you going to do tomorrow with a two-shot lead? Well, I'm going to go out there and be patient. You know, they, they say it every week. You hear it every week on TV. And, you know, it's just hard to convince people sometimes from the instruction side to be as patient as you, that. That I think they need to be to, to try to stay there and, and learn to
0: do what they need to do. What do, you, what do you want to see happen and then what worries you?
3: I think what I I think what I would always want to see happen is I'd I'd want the I'd want the student to be able to understand themselves and understand their golf. They don't need to understand the golf swing, they need to understand their golf swing and they need to be able to to be able to put themselves back together and have an understanding of why. So if they're at a tournament that, and they're not hitting it very good, they, they shouldn't be lost. shouldn't take them very long to go back to the range and get themselves to hit their ball solid again. And if they did that, I mean, then, then I've done my job as a teacher because I've, I've helped them attain the knowledge that it takes for them to play good golf. What worries me, I think they get bored. I think they get bored. And they fall out of love of the game, trying to beat people. And, I mean, the competition, I think that, you know, as they get older and they achieve their goals and things like that, it, it they get bored. And it's a grind. I mean, it's a super hard life. It's it's not – it looks fun on television. We're, you know, playing good on Sunday. But they didn't see Monday when they flew in there and got their clothes dry cleaned and found the hotel. I mean, they didn't see all the stuff that's not so fun. And that's a long time between Monday and Sunday. So, I mean, I just hope they, they still love the game. They love the game. They'll, it's, a, it's a wonderful sport. Do it for as long as they want to do it. And then when it's time to hang it up, hang it up. Have no regrets.
2: As a player, I'll go ahead and say players are very selfish because they want both at the same time. They want to play good tomorrow, and they want to see progress tomorrow with their swing and that's unrealistic i fall into that trap sometimes for sure but in the long run i like to see my game progress whatever i need to help in you know driving the ball straight is kind of what we've been focusing on and yeah i mean players are selfish in that because i'm not a teacher but i have i'll play a practice round with some some guys and uh I'll just be like yeah you know I think I, you're doing this whatever and they'll try it and they're like nope that didn't work I'm like I can't imagine doing this for a living because <laughs> <laughs> like kind of no, like, like what Mark said about his teacher or his students he wants them to know about their golf swing you don't need to know about the golf swing that's kind of what I fall into Is I, I know a lot about me I don't know a lot about what to make y'all a better golfer I can tell you how to aim it how to grip the club but well i kind of asked tony about my grip today but i can't help well, that's you're that supposed much. to know. right what, what worries you um just i would say working on stuff that you're not supposed to be working on i mean just just not I, wasting your time or um and that'll turn into kind of what mark said about not having fun and you know not loving the game um not that i'm worried about that at all now um so you're good
3: too young, right? But how you spend your time,
2: right? Um, Don't waste it. Yeah, and honestly, uh, health is probably a big issue. A little bit for me, not a lot. Uh, but health, I mean, in this game, the uh, the big ball wins. You know, if you keep hitting that ground constantly, it's gonna it's gonna beat you up. So you got to be careful. What do you want to see
1: happen, and what worries you the most, Mister Ruggiero? Um, I mean, I I just want to see. I mean, I got a good group of young guys. And so, you know, I I just want to see us find a way to help all of them be the best at whatever they can be, you know, to like find ways doing whatever they're good at doing to achieve what they want. You know, I mean, that's the biggest goal. I mean, mean, not really any more complicated than that. You know, just help each of them. Everybody's – every one of them is different. Every one of them has different personalities. Everybody has different golf swings. So find what it is we can help them do to – to get where they're trying to go I mean I think that's it really I mean you know I mean Yvonne sitting over there can tell you like I live I panic every day when one of them plays bad that I've told them something wrong or I'm not smart enough or I haven't done a good enough job I mean that worries me every day I mean I I you know that's why I drink what's, wine.
2: What's your classic text?
1: <laughs> Am I fired? <laughs> Am I fired? Yeah, that text. <laughs> Michael's gotten 26 of those in the last <laughs> month. You know, but like, you know, I mean, so I, I live. I mean, I think that's, I mean, none of my guys would, they would all tell you that's like my big. Because, you know, you I don't, like all of my guys are super talented people. And you don't want to be, I don't ever want to be the reason. And the reason I share videos and ask for help is I don't ever want to be the reason one of them doesn't get to where they're supposed to be because I didn't do a good enough job or I didn't ask for enough help. And so I just, I mean, that's just kind of the way I think about it. I would hate to see somebody young with a big future in front of them not get there because something I
0: could have done or asked somebody for help or done something like that. This was a super fun podcast i hope that you enjoyed listening into this i had a great time recording this and chatting with the guys here make sure to follow along with everybody that we've got here on this episode we have tony ruggiero make sure to check out what he is doing we have michael johnson follow him on twitter follow him on instagram go find him and as he's on the web this year make sure to follow along his progress uh wayne flint you can find him on the social as well and then we have mark wood this was a great conversation. Thank you guys for joining us. If you are not a golf science lab insider, make sure to do that golf slash insider. And I hope that you subscribe to this podcast for next week when we are going to be joined again by another conversation from this trip with Zach Sucker talking about his journey as well. This episode was hosted by me, Cordy Walker. You can follow me on Twitter at Cordy Walker and was edited, mixed, and produced by Just Hit Publish Productions.